0: One Great Conversation, a place where we strive to become whole and complete personally and professionally by bringing great minds together and giving you, the listener, the authentic conversation you crave, one great guest at a time. Welcome back to One Great Conversation. I had the opportunity to speak with Mark Moskwa, a fellow podcast host of Tiling Connect. He comes from a background of over 20 years in the tiling industry and has experienced all aspects of the field. We spoke a lot about flipping the narrative, challenging the status quo, inspiring the next generation of people in the tiling industry, and all industries really when I think about it. We definitely went down a bit of a rabbit hole and spoke a lot about different things in between. It was so much fun, and I hope you have some key takeaways that you can implement after listening to this episode with Mark. Enjoy you so much for coming on another podcast host on this podcast is like the coolest opportunity ever so thank you mark for saying yes
1: you're very welcome thanks for having me
0: and thank you also for uh, working in with us with the marketing team as well understand a sponsorship basically where we're on your on your podcast
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously known Brendan, Brendan for a while and had him on the podcast earlier mm, in did. in uh, in the day, uh, and uh, had a we had a really good uh, podcast on marketing, which was great. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed hearing his story. So I think organically we've just grown forward, yeah. and yeah, so uh, definitely um, it's a it's a beginning of something beautiful, and yes. you know, let's see where it takes us.
0: Love that. First question, what comes to mind to you when I say we're the creators of our own reality?
1: This is a really interesting and great question. Um, Thank you. Great with our G R A T. You yeah, did your homework. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Excellent. A-boss. <laughs> this is that space where we literally are the, the, the masters of our destiny, right? Mm-hmm. So based on our environments, based on how we grew up, the people that we surround ourselves mm. with, um, our mentors, um, our family, we literally have the ability to create anything that we desire to have in life mm-hmm. based on where we, where, we, where we position ourselves in life. Mm-hmm. So if that's with family, it may be more family influenced. If it's with friends or mentors, it might, might be more influenced that way. So we literally have the ability to adapt and change mm-hmm. um, at a given moment, at, in a heartbeat, as, as they say. Um, And that's where I see that, you know, that creation um, piece is that if you have the behavioral flexibility, as they call it, to be able to adapt and change, you can create anything you want.
0: Mm, I love that. And I think I probably go even like a little bit further with the woo-woo of actually like that energy that you feel and the manifestation as well. Like, is that... I know this is a little bit off the cuff. Do you go down that well, way as well? Yeah, what, no, absolutely.
1: Like full immersion. A um, no, manifestation, definitely. My partner yeah. is a Reiki. Um, pract-
0: okay, so this isn't woo-woo. Awesome. Yeah. No, 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 it's not woo-woo at all. I've been very used to it. She's a Reiki Excellent. practitioner.
1: Um, yeah. Soon to be, um, she wants, wants to become a master of, of Reiki as well. Ooh. And she's very into, you know, um, sound healing and bowls and all of that sort of stuff. Wow. So, yeah, manifestation is one part of it. Um, full immersion in something is something that works really well too. So, yeah.
0: I'll have to ask you for her details. She can come on here next if she's open to it.
1: Absolutely she would be. Excellent. (laughs) You may may beat me to that punch because we'd already had that conversation about being on mine. But, yeah, I could share. (laughs) Excellent.
0: So I was checking out your podcast and your page, and your mission is to share relatable trade information from local and international organizations and people. And this is to create a robust, um, high-quality tiling industry in Australia and um, internationally as well, which is awesome. Yeah. And we love that. So something that we have encountered over the years, um, myself even, you know, I started out on the phones here at Lux's Greats uh, five years ago and I was in sales and all, you know, all the departments almost. When people say, well, this is the way we've always done things, so we're not going to change. How do you actually flip that conversation with someone?
1: Look, I find this topic really interesting. Mm. I think a lot has changed the last 3 years absolutely particularly because of the pandemic and the way that we think about things mm-hmm. so the status quo around this is the way that we've always done it why should we change yeah. has been significantly impacted the last yeah. you know 3 years we i always challenge people i always challenge people to think about what are three things that could happen mm-hmm. if you thought about doing it that way mm-hmm. so and get them to actually give you examples of mm-hmm. what those three things could be because Repetition obviously is key, but getting them to say it is also another really important part of it. And I've been quite fortunate; I've been super lucky, and I'm humbled that I actually haven't had anybody challenge me yet in my <laughs> space. Um, You're about to it,
0: find out. Yeah,
1: Hundred <laughs> percent. So um, definitely in, in um, jobs that I've held in my yeah. career, I've ha- I've been challenged, and and I've certainly used that tactic, and it works sometimes, and and sometimes not others. Mm-hmm. But I think today is very different. Today is very mm. different. You know, people are used to having the status quo challenged and, you know, we, we see it. We went through lockdowns and all of that sort of yeah. stuff through COVID and people had to adapt pretty significantly. And there were some big challenges out there. Mm. So you did, couldn't really tell anybody, no, we're not going to do it this way because it's always been done that way mm. because you weren't allowed to.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's true. You
1: literally had to. Um, well, there were small minorities out there, of course, um, yeah. but, the, but the majority of people went, okay, well, this is what we need to do now. This yeah. is we need to keep people safe and protect people and make sure that our parents and grandparents don't get sick. And, yeah. you know, there was a lot of lot of that out there. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And I feel like as well, if you think about COVID and like sort of detach from like what it was at its core, I kind of feel like as well, it was quite a paradigm shift, especially now three years on don't think people and society can ever be the same after that. Like I feel, I do feel like there is a lot of challenging of status quo now, how we think, how we do, who we're choosing to be. Yeah. When people say like, you know, when COVID was happening and then um, the lockdowns were being lifted. Oh, you know, back to normal, back to normal. No, yeah. I don't think so. Yes. Like, you we know, what's normal to start with. Yeah. And do you want to go back to how things were or, you know, do you want to go forward and innovate and do things differently?
1: Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think my heart still breaks for a lot of the business owners and people out there that have to go through an incredibly challenging period. Yeah. Um yeah. you know that that still sits in the back of my mind because mm-hmm. I've been so customer centric for a big part of my career. Mm-hmm. Um I've seen friends, you know, lose businesses because of what happened. Mm. Um, But certainly you're right. It's all about moving forward and using the um, examples and experiences of the past to build a brighter future. Definitely. That's the only way you can do it. And I know it's tough and it's not easy because there's this whole mental health space piece around that and people all have suffered differently. But certainly if you can use that past to help build a brighter future, you'll definitely, you'll be in a much better place.
0: Yeah, and I definitely think seeing it as like a great reset as well. Um, my last episode uh, that I recorded, she's the owner of a brewery, and she was saying about how they pivoted and m- made their way through COVID. Yeah, wow. And how how important innovation is. Yeah. And I thought I I replied and I said, No, that's awesome because I feel like, and this was actually probably quite harsh because I'm not a business owner and I'm just you know watching the game from the sidelines, but I was basically of the opinion that, you know, the businesses that closed down, there. so there was two perspectives for me, businesses that saw an opportunity to do things differently, to keep going and not go under. Mm-hmm. And I kind of hold, hold the opinion that those that did go under didn't see the opportunity to change. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, can you also see it like that, or have you been a bit too close to people who tried their best? Tried their best, and it still wasn't.
1: No, look. Definitely. Enough. Again, it goes back to the point that I made before about the environment that you grow grow up in. Not everyone. Or everyone's everyone's version of the world is completely different. Oh, right? absolutely. So not everybody is. Um, gifted or granted or or, um, Mm. involved in, you know, the experience of knowing what to do when things get tough. Mm. Um, And sometimes when things get really, really tough, the only way out is to close. Yeah. And to start again. Yeah. Other times people are, have had experiences in their lives where they can pivot left or right because they've had an experience where they can go, mm. oh, that's in the filing cabinet of my, of my yeah, mind.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like I'll pull, that. I'll pull
1: that out, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, grab out that file and, you know, and I'll use it. It may or may not work but at the time it's the only thing that you've got yeah. that can potentially save what you've worked hard for and absolutely. built. And built. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I like that, filing yeah. cabinet. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what, and I'm super curious about this cause I have been in retail before and have changed industries quite a bit. What sparked the change from management in big retail chains like Boost Juice and City Beach, uh, to construction and tiling in
1: particular? Like
0: what was that turning point?
1: I like that question. Do you? Unemployment. <laughs> oh,
0: unemployment. oh, thank you for being honest. So <laughs> I,
1: uh, I, I was made. I thought um, it was going
0: to be like this whole like ev- elaborate story, but no. You there is an mention. elaborate story, but <laughs> okay. it comes after the unemployment, <laughs> okay.
1: right? So I was sure. unemployed for about, I was early, right? Like I was in my early 20s. Yeah. I was unemployed for I think probably three months. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was the first time in my life where I actually had to apply for Centrelink. Um, so, I've been there. I've yeah. been there. Yeah. yeah so I was early
0: in, 20s as well, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Wow.
1: So much in common. Yeah. Uh, and I, before that, mm-hmm. I started working in hospitality. That was the first sort of first part of my life. So when I was a teenager, I worked in the pizza industry for like nine years mm-hmm. and I ended up um, earning yeah. a role as an area manager for a pizza company, which is not all, not around any longer, but I was one of the youngest people ever brought on in a position. So I was like 21 and I was yeah. managing 20 stores across Queensland. Wow. Um, it was a huge responsibility mm. at the time. So I'd gone from that into these other different roles, uh, working in for Boost and, and working for City Beach and, and was really lucky to be working with really cool mentors. So back in my earlier piece in my life, I was working for some really awesome mentors um, in the pizza company and then again in Boost Juice and then again with City Beach. And I learned a lot of lessons around um, everything that was going on in life and how to adapt and apply myself and get the best results out of mm. the jobs that I held. Mm. And then I think I fell into the party scene a little bit too much when I was in boost Juice. you know, when you're in your 20s and you sort of just want to you know, relax and every weekend you're going out with mates and all of a sudden there was just this whole me doing the wrong thing and sure. not applying myself correctly mm-hmm. and, you know, it caught up with me and I had a, a fantastic career in front of me with Boost Juice. I even met Janine Alice, was and still is an amazing person, built an incredible business mm-hmm. um, and Janine was just, back in those days, it was the early days when I was working for, for Boost, and um, yeah, I just got caught up, and uh, unfortunately, I wasn't uh, wasn't there for more than a, a, about a year, mm. um, and then found myself um, on the unemployed queue, which was just something very foreign to me because from very the age of, on the, from the age of fourteen, I was working.
0: Oh my god! Okay, so I started working at fourteen. I lost my job as well when I was in retail. Yep. Went on Centrelink. Very foreign. Only experience with Centrelink, and the whole three year old moving here yep. like you're around. wow. Yeah, that's the, the synergies, numbers. Synergies the numbers here are pretty incredible. Yeah, um,
1: strange. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, I know this. I'm going to make this long. Long story short. Um, <laughs> so, I was I was determined when I was unemployed. So, I was living with a mate at the time at Yoronga mm-hmm. and his partner, and I was determined. I wa- I had this image in my mind of the type of job that I wanted. Right. I, I can't. I can't recall it now, but it was an image. Right. Mm. So, I wasn't prepared to do just any job. But by about the two-and-a-half-month mark, my mate's going, buddy, you better just take a job.
0: <laughs> He's like, you stop be- manifesting you, you, yeah, you just you, take you, a job.
1: Absolutely. He goes, mate, have you got – I still had funds left. Like I still had a little bit of money behind me, not it's like, much. are you manifesting money? Or? <laughs> yeah. And then anyway, there's a job come up in yeah. Queensland down in Springwood for – I can't really, I think it was just a full-time – Sales role in tiling um, for a company that's no longer around anymore. I but did
0: Google it. Now they're Total Tools, I think.
1: Uh, yeah, they Maps. are down there uh, that, yeah. that location. Yes, yeah. but it was. A str- I was looking
0: to see if it was still there, but no. Yeah, ceramic tile market. Ctm,
1: yeah. So it was a South African company and. Yeah. Um, I went in, went in for this job interview and, and of course, got the job. Um, and the, I love
0: that, of course. Yeah. Of
1: course. <laughs> and the guy that interviewed me is still one of my best mates today. Yeah, um, I was awesome. One of the best men at his wedding. It was a, a story that I could tell you about for, for, for the ages. But I remember before I went in for that job interview, mm-hmm. I said to my mate, I, go, I said to him, I, said, I don't know anything about tiles. I said, I'm not really excited about going and actually doing this interview at all. So I went in there with like the lowest expectation ever. <laughs> And got a phone call that afternoon yeah. after going for the interview at right, around lunchtime or something. And they go, Oh, guess what? You got the job. And I'm like, ah. And no, I was so damn con- it. I was so conflicted, <laughs> so conflicted about the job. And then, of course, you know, fast forward to 2023. Look at you now. Um, and I've been now in the building product space and arena for 20 years. Huge. Yeah. So.
0: And something that really stuck out for me in that whole story of yours. Do you believe it was really luck, or do you think it was your conscious or subconscious choices that got you around the people that you needed to be around to get the skills that you have?
1: I think it was probably my subconscious choices that, that got me there. The uh, luck,
0: the word luck, I just I can't I can't sit with that. I don't yeah. like luck is luck is just like happenstance, like you did nothing for mm. it to happen. Yeah.
1: yeah. Luck is a lotto, right? Yeah. If you win. Exactly. If you-
0: it's literally like no one has more chance than the next person yes. kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. give yourself some more credit, please.
1: Okay, I will. Thank Excellent. You.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. And how much of success do you believe is attitude over skill or vice versa?
1: I live my life and I learned this about probably, I learned this more intimately about 10 or so years ago, but the Pareto principle, right, 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. Everything that you do in life is 80-20. Everything you do in life, whether you believe it or not, that's I believe that everything in life is 80-20. So that
0: ratio, you can apply it to everything.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, And attitude is 80% of it and possibly even in some cases 90% Mm. of it. Um, Skill can be learned. Uh, Any skill can be learned. And it can be learned at an intermediate level, an advanced level. Mm -hmm. It can be learned at a beginner level. But Mm. if you don't have the right attitude, you're never going to learn the skill. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's all about having the right attitude and going after what you want. Mm -hmm. And then if the skills that need to be acquired, you just do that during the journey.
0: Yeah. And I feel like a lot of it too, especially now, like if maybe it was COVID that changed this as well, but recruiters um, and companies, then I I feel like there's been a shift in not so much wanting the skill as the attitude. Like a lot of it can be learned on the job. Yeah. Whereas before you need oh, my gosh, you get out of school, you have to go to uni, you have to get that piece of paper, you have to prove, you know, that you can follow the book, you know, you mm. can recite the lines. And, yeah, I I left school. I went to uni. I did two years of, um, you know, digital media and graphic design. Dropped out when my dad passed away or got a bit too much and I started working full time. And everything, and I will attest to this, everything that I have achieved today um, is from no degree whatsoever.
1: Yeah, wow. Like pretty cool. doing a
0: podcast now, yeah. I have no experience. Yep. I had no idea about equipment, um, small idea about editing through the uni that I went to. So I was familiar with the programs, yep. um, but still so much learning. And yeah, I like that we're coming away from, no, you can't do that until you have a piece of paper.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pretty incredible story. Sorry to hear about your dad by the that. way. Oh. Um, That's life. Yeah. That, um you're right, like it, we, we're so socially connected now and it's been accelerated the last decade with mm-hmm. everything and the the fact that you can have that flexibility and choose any day that you get up and go, hey, I'm going to have a go today. Yeah. All you got to do is – That's the attitude. Like, you know, and that's a, the that's a Aussie attitude, right? Let's have a yeah. go. And it, it's a, a big term in sport, like let's just have a go, get out yeah. there and, you know, do the best you can.
0: Yeah. Tim, um, our CEO that you've met and had on your podcast as well, he always says at least have one go. Don't say that you don't like something or that you can't do something unless you've at least tried it once. And that's, you know, he lives by that and he says that was a big thing with his son Bailey um, because he does parkour and scootering and bike riding and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, crazy. (laughs) Um, And he would always say just at least give it a go once. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's in his home life and that's here and I think that that translates really well.
1: Yeah, that's cool. That's so, very yeah, cool. Thought I'd share that. Excellent.
0: At Lux's Greats, our context is changing the world one great at a time. Uh, what is Tiling Connect's mantra and context that um, is being set for the industry?
1: It's a really good question. I- I'm not going to say I'm still trying to work it out because we do have a mantra, and the mantra is right that we are strengthening the business of tiling. And I, so I've come from a pedigree of working in the industry for some time. So not only have I worked in retail tiles and worked with, you know, product suppliers around the world, intimately with tilers on job sites. Mm.
0: So all aspects. All
1: aspects. Yeah. I was involved in the Australian Tile Council for over a decade Yeah, I read um, that. That's as cool. well. So I was, a, you know, a president and vice president in the different states, mm. Queensland and Victoria. Mm. So I've seen a broad variety of what happens in the industry mm. and I think While we're strengthening the business of tiling, it's also important to put a lot of focus around that trade Mm. purely because, A, I've come from the industry um, and I see that there's not enough accolades around what tilers can achieve. Mm. We're seeing it now more because of digital media.
0: Yeah, thankfully. Thankfully, Mm.
1: right? But it's a craft. Yeah. And I've had people on the show that have said that and it is. Like it is a craft. If you um you get what you pay for in life yes, with everything that with you do everything. yeah Tiling is just one of those spaces that if, if you look you look at it now on Instagram as a classic example. If you have a look on there at any tiler's work, it's beautiful. Like, I know you know some of the different designs and concepts. And now whether they are or are not are designing and creating that, there's a craft in putting that together. Um, there's a craft in you know choosing the right materials. There's a craft in actually getting to the job site at a particular time for certain products to work at their optimum. Like there's all of these different things. All these
0: things you don't see or think about. Yeah and. Mm.
1: I was inspired, right, by um, a guy in America called Luke Miller. And mm-hmm. Luke um, does a po- podcast called Tile Money. Mm-hmm. And I started following Luke, I think, last year or uh, maybe the year before that. And I like what Luke was doing. And there was that contextual piece which was very USA driven, <laughs> yeah. and which is okay. Like that's that's their USA. backyard, right? Yeah. USA. You know. <laughs> yeah. So it's all about – And but there's a lot of different – um, talk and speak in his yep. podcast that a lot of the the contractors here can't um, familiarise themselves mm-hmm. with. There, it, it's it's sort of unfamiliar speak because they talk about tile setting and you know, a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. and and because they can't relate, they can't then listen to it and go, "Oh, I really get it." Sure. So I'm trying to bring a part of that here for you know yeah. the Australian New Zealand audience, so that we've got our own you know sort of platform and. You know, talking to guys about, you know, guys and girls, um, about the stories that they have and Mm. we can all learn something from other people.
0: Absolutely. It
1: may only be it it could could be as small as a few words, but Mm. those few words may have massive impact Mm -hmm. on what we do. And I think it's good to actually just focus in on a trade that has been largely not focused on for a long time. Yeah, like tilers have always been there. Um but we don't have licensing and tiling. Mm. Um we don't have um, you yeah, the same set of rules and regulations for Thailand contractors from state to state in Australia. Yeah, yeah. So some states are, uh, have got more rules than others. And so there's no continuity around how it's meant to operate. Sure. It's very loose. So that
0: sounds quite confusing Then you could imagine like yeah. trying to all connect and, you know, be on the same page kind yeah. of thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and this yeah. this podcast is a way for us to actually build that, build that community. And I think by building it and getting more people involved is that's where the strength in the business of tiling, become stronger and stronger. And I've said it a few times and so have a few of my guests on the show that um, it's all about leaving a legacy, right? Yeah. If we don't if we don't put, and I, I used this analogy yesterday, if your flashlight is not put on where you want to go, mm-hmm. then you'll end up wherever you end up. I and love that. The thing is you have to know where you want to go you have to point your flashlight in that direction mm-hmm. and with tiling we need to do that because if if we are going to have if we're going to have a generation below us come through and want to, want to do the trade yes. we need to make sure that they are inspired to want to do it and at the yeah you know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm the, the, the god of tiling, um, but we need to have something. And this could be yeah. – this potentially could be that thing that, you know – I y- think
0: it definitely could be.
1: Young people look at it and go, oh, wow, that! I love what Tiling Connect stands for. I love yeah. all the stuff that the tilers are doing. Yeah. Hey, I want to be a tiler. Yeah. Um, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, you couldn't get people to do tiling mm. um, because it, there, there wasn't a, enough love around it. Yeah. You know, it was very hard to find apprentices. Um, people just were like, oh, tiling, and you're on your hands and knees and – but if you talk to any of my guests, you're not on your hands and knees that often no. during the day. Like it's yeah. so. Anyway, it's I'm rambling. Not, no, no, no. It's <laughs> like
0: I totally understand. It's sharing the experience, sharing the story, and the essence of what it is. That yeah, it is. A, it is a craft, like anything. Mm. And I think it's sharing that feeling, yeah. which inspires others. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: So thank you for sharing that. Listener questions segment. I've got a couple here um, that have come through from our listeners. Nice. Uh, So first one, do you sense a new pride in the tiling industry for greatness? We are setting some higher standards in quality from what we have noticed around the world.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think there's a a large proportion of the market, again, going back to digital media, a large proportion of the market that is, has got a, a new life for tiling, Um, It is definitely one of those spaces where it's more visually seen now and people are using Instagram, Facebook and other platforms to promote their business and use those platforms as resumes of the type of work that you can do or the type of work that you can get. And I think they're lifting um, the profile of tiling, which is really, really important Mm -hmm. because lifting the profile means that people can start to review the rates that they charge for tiling. Um, Tiling. I was just sharing this story a little while ago with someone. Tiling back in the early 2000s, people were laying 600 by 600 porcelain tiles for twenty dollars a square meter, which is just crazy. That's crazy. Crazy money, um, and it's not profitable. Mm. So now we're in an era where it's more about okay, well, you get what you pay for. If you want quality workmanship, here's my resume. This is these are the rates. Um, I need to be profitable in what I do, but I can guarantee you, you're going to get an mm. amazing finish. Mm. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think there is there's a lot of new life to it, and I think there's a lot of there's there's a little bit of a change changeover of the guard happening at the moment. I've said this a few times in in my pod, is that. We've got a lot of people in the industry retiring or near retirement. Like, sure. you know, they're in their in their mid to late 50s or early 60s. The and old guard. Yeah, the old guard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like the, like the movie. Um, <laughs> so the, so they're about to retire and yeah. pa- and perhaps, you know, share the business with their their kids or they're going to have to sell it or they're going yeah, the to have to wind it up.
0: the
1: kids not want it. 100%. <laughs> and interesting point, a lot mm. of the kids don't.
0: They don't. They want haven't sold them the feeling.
1: No, hundred <laughs> percent. And and because there's so many more options out there now, a lot of these businesses yeah. are teetering on the edge of. Well, what do I do? Um, so, I think. There's a, a generation coming through that are that are lifting the profile of tiling up and making it look sexier and more attractive, yeah. and, and and that's important. And you know, the good thing about it is we've got big players like um, the big hardware chain now. You know, Beaumonts is obviously very well um, yeah. in, invested in with Bunnings, and yep. you know that's a big that that's a, a
0: big change. That's a
1: big change for the industry. And, mm. and whilst um, you know that that uh, collaboration has happened, it's going to help improve the profile for the rest mm. of rest of everyone sure. else. Sure.
0: And I guess it helps too that there are some sexy grates that you oh, can, yes, yes, that you can pair with your tiles. Hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. I was just waiting for my moment.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Case any listeners don't know, Lux's grates uh, is sexual backwards. Yes. Yes, I'm
1: sure you already knew. <laughs> I did. Excellent.
0: <laughs> what changes do you see in the new national construction code being met in the market by the trade?
1: Hopefully all of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, ha- I actually had to study this question last night because I, ha- I actually – I'm way out of my depth with that question. Yeah, look, I- I'm audio. way out of my depth with knowing the answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I – I've, I've seen parts of the NCC, and I think it's amazing that a lot of people have worked really, really hard to put that together to mm-hmm. influence change in the industry. We're seeing more and more today, more and more people being probably digital media gurus in exposing sure. some of the, the really bad work that goes on out there and the costs involved in producing poor quality workmanship for whatever reason, right? Yeah. We, we get it. Like, there's a reason why something happens. But if you have to produce poor quality workmanship over quality, what, what are you choosing? Like mm. if if the job isn't profitable, don't do it. Mm. Choose not to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You, know, you have if, a choice. If, if a, a builder or someone says to you, and I'm just talking about tiling, for example, if a builder says to you, um, I want you to use that product, not that product, and you know product X is not compatible, don't do it. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think with the NCC what I like is that the review has been done and that – we are hopefully going to see some major improvements in different parts of building. I know Excellent. that waterproofing was one of the yes, waterproofing recently. was one of the major yeah. um, um, trades that was put in there, mm-hmm. and badly needed. Um, badly. I mean the amount of waterproofing failures that are displayed over LinkedIn, for example, yeah. in in Australia, in our yeah. own backyard, yeah. are phenomenal. And, and I
0: know a lot of a lot of them, in, you know, in my time on the phone would blame the great but it's like no the waterproofing for our design the waterproofing is imperative yep and if the waterproofing is not done properly then nothing's going to be any good
1: 100 percent. and look i've looked at many i've looked at many different job technically Mm -hmm. i've looked at many different jobs in the past because i used to work for some adhesive company so i'm familiar with what it takes to 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 go on site and look for um you know problems with jobs that that pop up and there's 100 plus factors that can cause an issue yeah. on job site. It's not 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 ever necessarily one. It may not be the waterproofing. It may not be the adhesive. It mm. may not be the grout. It potentially could be the framework. It could be the mm, substructure. Mm, it could mm, be mm. any of those things. So
0: many different things to consider.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yet we are still seeing a number of issues directly related to the quality of the waterproofing products used and the quality of the application of the products being applied. That's a whole uh, applied. Thing. yeah. So... The fact that we've got waterproofing in the mix there with the building is really, really good with the NCC because it's the one trade that's very closely aligned to tiling, installation, Mm. rates. And so if we can get that part of it right, the rest of it should work particularly well if people are following the right... You know, guidelines from yeah. from suppliers yeah. so yeah. And um,
0: so uh, just to go back a bit so waterproofing wasn't necessarily in the NCC before but now it is
1: Oh I think it was there beforehand I think there's been a lot of upgrades and upgrades. A- a- adjustments okay. to it yeah. and sure. more from my understanding and hopefully I'm getting this right that there's yeah. there's there's more amendments that have been made to sure. uh, for the for the latest conditions Excellent. and environments for jobs. Excellent. Slides, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there is, there is a new, and I don't know if I'm speaking out of school here, but there is also a new standard for tiling coming. Excellent. Um, I believe the public comment has been closed now mm-hmm. and we're just waiting to hear back, but there's a new cool. update to the um, AS3958. So that'll yeah. be really cool when that comes out.
0: So. Yeah, we'll keep our eyes and ears peeled for that. Yeah. Thank you. And the last one from the listener question segment: Where to from here? What's the next big thing that you see in tiling?
1: Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, there's probably a few things. I was in um, America earlier this year. I was in. Cool. Uh, I was over in surfaces, and I always like to go to these shows internationally and check things out and have a look at you know some of the latest and greatest things that are going mm, on. Yeah, for it was sure, in, it was super in, but, interesting. Yeah, so yeah, very... and in Vegas.
0: Oh, what a horrible time!
1: <laughs> yeah, sounds.
0: It was terrible. <laughs>
1: um, no, I loved every minute of it. And um, but there's a lot of large format over there, like tons I can and imagine. tons of large format. Uh, the convention center, which is the size of Texas, um, yeah. is just was just filled with large format product. Um, yeah. So big panels, and I know that there is some companies here and have been here for a number of years doing that. But I think there is still we would be a very small percentage mm-hmm. of the global market. Yeah, I think. That customers are looking for a more end-to-end solution. I think when they go and buy tiles today, they want to buy tiles. They want someone to install the tiles. They don't want to go through the painstaking um, uh, problematic issue of getting quotes, comparing three quotes, checking it all out. Um, And and it's time-consuming. So I think um, for anybody that's listening, I think they should take that on board is that I think if you're not Doing install uh, um, as an independent business, you should be seriously considering it. Excellent, because that's what they want. They, they, they sure, want, they want it. Yeah. They want a, f- a, a they want a great quality outcome, and they're prepared. Most people are prepared to pay a reasonable and top quality price. Yeah. But they just don't want to go through the search of all yeah, of that stuff. it's hard
0: so. because there's so much out there, and that's not just in tiling. That's in everything. Like, how do you yeah. cut through? The influx and the flooding of options at yes. any point that you need
1: to make a choice. Mm. Yep. And, and look so. at today—you can't get a tradesperson yet. We've got high um, inflation. You know <laughs> how many interest rate rises have gone in? How many builders are closing their doors and going into liquidation? Mm. Yet we still need two hundred thousand more homes today than we did. You know, 12 months ago, so mm. there's the work is there. Um, I think, and then I think the other one is that I think people are looking for more ergonomic options as well with their probably with their tools and things, um, mm. which is probably a big thing. You know, making sure that they've got products that are working for them that are giving, providing less talk on the body, because you know with the emergence of AI and the emergence of um, robotics the tiling sector still not really, I don't think, is really going to see much of an impact in that space for mm. a long time mm-hmm. because it's too, it's too much of a craft. You have to be really finite about some of the stuff that you yeah. do and I don't see robotics doing that
0: yeah.
1: um, cost effectively anyway. So I think, you know, I think the manual part of tiling is going to be around for quite some time
0: i'm glad that you say that too because i think i really sort of at the start bought into the hype of that open source ai all that chat gpt or whatever the hell have you yeah and then i'm like okay hang on like the dust settled and i'm like there's so much humanness about mm. what we do on this planet that i think it's very ambitious to assume that they're going to start doing it like yeah you still need people to help at the the self-serve checkouts. Yes. And they were installed when I was at Coles in 2008. Yeah. We're now in 2023. <laughs> yeah. And I remember that was really cute. There was this um I can't remember if it was an old lady or an old guy. And I was standing there and I was I was helping when they first got installed and he goes, "Don't you worry that they're going to take your job?" And I'm like, "I hope they do because I hope to God that I'm not at Coles for the rest <laughs> of my life." That's kind for your concern though. Yeah, (laughs) I Um, love it. (laughs) So if something like Coles or Woolies registers still can't figure out that you've put a bag of your own Mm. in the scale area and you need a shop attendant to, you know, make the light go green instead of red, I don't think AI is taking our jobs, especially not when it comes to art, writing, tiling, now that you speak about it. There's so much calculation and precision and... Yeah, some things that humans do that I don't think I don't think robots and AI are in a rush to take over.
1: Look, I agree. I think AI if anything is probably going to enable I think it's a buzzword. A, yeah, it is a buzzword <laughs> and it's it's everywhere, right? Everyone's like ChatGPT and then you've got all these other different free yeah. AI tools. Yeah. on online. I think it'll make people more effective. I think it'll 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 definitely give people a, a, an edge, but I've used Can I
0: argue that I feel like it's going to make people not think as good? because they're not using their brain.
1: Oh, the, I think people get caught out though. I think mm. if you if you're clever enough, if you've used AI before, and yeah. know I've only used it on the on the on the outskirts right for yeah. a, you can pick an AI written Absolutely. like a mile. <laughs> away. Yeah, you, you know, can sniff it out like wow, it.
0: you couldn't have even written that yourself. Yeah, that's and right. the AI <laughs>
1: has a habit of repeating itself over. Because over, after over a
0: while, they they've got nothing new to yeah. add because it's only picking stuff that's already been created by humans. Yes. It can't it's not sentient.
1: Yeah, yeah, correct. So yeah. I think for those people out there that have watched Terminator way too many times, we're not going to <laughs> Skynet. Um, it's okay,
0: <laughs> Calm down. that I know of. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, not in our lifetime, hopefully, anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, no, look, yeah, I think it'll, it'll. I think it's nothing but positive. Yeah, um, yep, sure. Yeah, it's.
0: I feel like we've gone down a bit of a uh, <laughs>
1: rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, we have a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyway,
0: I won't. I won't talk about the um, news story that I saw on Instagram yesterday about the. Um, Congress and the unidentified oh, flying yeah, well, objects and um, the, uh, what do they call it, the bio, bio, non-human biologics. But yeah, that's for another conversation.
1: Oh, it's probably created by the US anyway. Potentially. <laughs> potentially. Look, I didn't even think of it like that.
0: Um, all right. So back to our programming. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> One of our core values at Luxus Grates is we don't do boring. Um, so this means that we are constantly looking ahead, anticipating and responding to change quickly, challenge the status quo, think outside the box and learn from our mistakes. We encourage and value informed initiative taking. So do you believe that this sort of aligns with what you do at Tiling Connect and your journey so far in the industry?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've had a really rough few years so mm-hmm. I, um, I was in Melbourne before I moved back home to Queensland mm-hmm. and Queensland is my home. I grew up here yeah. and moved away in 2012. So I spent 10 years in Victoria and going through what we went through in, during, during the pandemic in Melbourne was pretty horrible, probably the, some of the worst set of living circumstances I feel like you can Victoria imagine.
0: had it the worst for sure.
1: Yeah, look, it did and, mm. and you know, I, I was a breaking point before we came back and was, was still, yeah, uh, you know, look, I probably did break at some point there because you were constantly told that you can't leave your home and you were constantly told you had to wear a mask when you were exercising and everything was closed and it was just heartbreaking for everybody. Mm. But fast forward through that journey, you know, I learned quickly to reposition myself mm. and and Connect was one of those ways. I was thinking about this while I was in Melbourne because I had to, I had to actually um, resign from my position as the president of the ATC Victoria. Okay. And I did that in, I think, 2021. And I know I'm jumping around a bit here, but I'm put, piecing it together. Oh, good. And I did that in 2021. was still there in uh, – sorry, no, 2020 I did that. And then 2021 I was still thinking about not being involved in the industry. And while not being involved in that part of the industry and, and helping others, I th- – I felt as though COVID sort of really quietened down, you know, the whole tiling space, and that's where a lot of the energy came to wanting to not not only wanting to learn about, you know, podcast equipment and and the yeah. podcast podcast arena and being involved in it, but choosing a topic that I know really well, um, or particularly well. I wouldn't say really well, and you know, showing sharing that information so that we can help improve the industry, mm. you know, strengthen the business mm. of tiling, mm. right? Mm. And um, innovation um, is, is really important um, in, in our game uh, as well. So uh, we're in the tiling space. So, mm. it's, um, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty lucky and, and very humbled to be here and, and lucky to, to be able to share this experience and, and, and fortunate enough to be able to flex, you know, find the time to actually build this for the wider community.
0: Did you forget what I said about luck?
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I did. You work very about <laughs> hard.
0: Every single choice and step that you made put you here, and all the experience that you've got is what you're putting back into the community now yep. to make it a better place for everyone to be. So, awesome. no more luck.
1: I appreciate the reminder.
0: Good. Uh, so, last question to close out our episode today: if the guests could be left with one lasting piece of advice from you, Mark, as we finish the episode. What would you want them to remember from today?
1: Don't think act. Because you can have all the great thoughts in the world, but if you actually don't do something with it. Then it's not it. a great thought. It's not a great thought <laughs> and completely useless. Just go after it. Yeah. Whether you whether you whether you think it's right or wrong, if there's something that you want in life, pursue it. If it doesn't work, that's okay. You had to go. Pursue something else.
0: Yeah. For sure. Nike had it right when they said, just do it.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yep. It certainly did. That's
0: what came to mind. Yep. Thank you so, so much for coming on. Really, really appreciate that you came to connect today and shared your wisdom and experience.
1: Alma, thank you. Really enjoyed being here today.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of One Great Conversation, brought to you by Lux's Greats. We hope you gain some valuable insights that you can implement into your personal and professional life. Please share this episode with others who you think may be interested in this topic. If there's something you'd like covered in future episodes, drop us a line in the comment section or send us a message on social media. To stay up to date with new episodes and to help support One Great Conversation, please subscribe or follow us on your favorite streaming platform.